Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Ed is a global grandmaster of memory who spends a lot of time thinking about how the brain works, which is why he's excited to share his thoughts on how to use your imagination to expand space and time. Welcome back, Ed, and over to you. Time in miniature can sometimes seem as if it's going really, really slowly. Like when you're kind of watching a kettle, urging it to boil, you're like, get on with it. And it seems like, thing. but in memory, if you've done that every day for the last 30 days, those days can disappear in memory. And so it's kind of interesting, interesting thing. But I first noticed this phenomenon when I recognized that my favorite parties, uh, and I love parties, were the ones which I had greatest difficulty in getting to and or the ones where the most changes of location happened in the party. And I began to recognize that there's this kind of mirror relationship between our experience and our memory. And for example, at a house party, you can actually at the time have like 20 amazing conversations, make new friends, learn new things, etc., etc. But when you kind of try and think back to that house party the next day, all of those conversations maybe happened in the kitchen and they were all on top of each other and they were all like prints on a, on a, on a single film. All of the different things which happened to you in that experience end up um, having a distinct place in your memory and therefore collectively they seem like much more. And so this is a kind of a rudimentary technique for expanding subjective time. It's just to, to divide events up between lots of spaces. I live in um, London and I in like a kind of two bed flat and I it was really doing my head in the early days of the lockdown because you're like you're in the same space a lot of different things might happen in that time but but basically after a few days you've just been sat in one corner everything's happening in that corner and it's as if the day is beginning to kind of liquefy and become one and it's very difficult to distinguish between them so what I did to kind of expand my sense of subjective time was that because as I was saying earlier, perception is full of imagination. And we all know this because, you know, you can walk into a bar and they're playing a particular kind of music and the whole mood and style and, and nature of how the whole place feels and looks changes with the music. Well, because of the way that like we can affect it, and this is why costumes are so fun at parties, because you can actually change the nature of you or the person you're talking to and can kind of shift them into a different space. But what I did was I basically set up a, an a, array of different like micro desks around the basic room I'm spending my time in. And at different times of day, I'd move between these desks. And as I moved between them, so the morning I'd be where I am actually right now, which is like Croatia. Um, and I'd sort of play Balkan music and it's kind of decorated in kind of Balkan style and the whole vibe of it. And I, and I do a certain kind of work. And then the afternoon I'd move to Italy. And then, you know, I've got these paintings of a, a kind of Italian town, play some Italian music different kind of work, more creative on pen and paper. And then I've got kind of the realm of divine thought on the other side of the room. Just given that poetic name, it's not that divine. And in the kitchen, I play French radio in the morning and then sort of German cafe sounds at lunch. And by creating these different spaces within the space, you immediately, first of all, feel cocooned. You're like, ah, oh. um, you feel less like the afternoon is nagging you. And they're sort of saying to you, like, oh, you know, you've got an important meeting or whatever. So you're cocooned and to get a much purer form of focus and concentration in that time. But you also, like, can go with a much fresher consciousness and a fresher mentality to the next space, 
which then stores memories and you have experience there and then you go to the next space the next space and as a result it kind of really does like expand your sense of like subjective time and yeah and I'm going on quite long on this one but but it's, it's actually quite it's quite amazing how by enacting with imagination and also with your body different forms of behavior within a space you kind of change what the space is what do you mean with your body well so I mean one hot tip I can give you is like a vigorous dance between or you know or squats if you're more kind of scientific about your 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 embodiment between activities can kind of refresh um can kind of do a kind of a reset on your mind and moreover like your embodied position will dominate the context of all your memories this was memorably shown by the way when um some people who've been made, made to remember some vocabulary items while scuba diving uh, were then tested either while scuba driving or on, or on the beach. And some people who were made to memorize on the beach were tested on the beach or on scuba driving. And basically, if you would memorize stuff while scuba driving, to recall it, it's actually advantageous to be scuba diving. And likewise, if you remember something on a beach, um, and that's in a sense a different form of embodiment. Your body is behaving in a different way and you, it feels different. Uh, and that creates its own context for the memory. So, for instance, uh, I, this is a standing desk place in my flat, and other places are more like the chaise longue. Got it. And I also noticed when you were giving your examples earlier, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, German cafe sounds over here and, and French radio in the kitchen. And how much does audio uh, sensory requirement like really add and make a difference to that experience? Because I've been very lazy and just been doing, you know, Spotify, playlists, whatever, and not really thinking consciously about mixing it up. And just when you said that, it really made sense to me. Yeah, I think the um, the olfaction, smell, and 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 audition, um, hearing are very contextual senses. So they they tend to sort of set a lot of emotional context for situations. And so even just as a kind of way of of regulating your own emotion, being conscious about kind of background sound and background smell is pretty powerful. Uh, at Memorize, we, uh, we've had to uh, move to working from home and, and we have an investor called Matt Mullenweg who, who is the like, inventor of WordPress and he runs this company called Automatic where 1,200 people are you know, working at a distance. He's built the whole company. Anyway, he came and gave us a glorious talk about you know, his philosophy of home working environments and it was amazing to hear how much attention he gave to multi-sensory context. And this wasn't really from a memory perspective. It wasn't like create several of them, but it was to like, if your smell context, your hearing context, your touch context, your visual context aren't comfortable, they're going to be stressing your nervous system and kind of reducing the capacity you have to give to whatever imaginative task is, is, is you know, before you. So with lots of people listening to this this really insightful uh, perspective, I know you've given a lot of thought to. And obviously, you know, quarantine is a, is a temporary uh, situation, but like it's actually driven so much curiosity and interest for people working from home. So you can imagine that that drive, you know, becoming far more popular. Uh, what would be your, your top tips for uh, people thinking about how to survive in this new wave? So, by the way, you just triggered something in my mind. One of the things I've been most interested in exploring during the lockdown has been um, online parties. So, basically, all online party tools are terrible because they don't create interesting differentiated spaces. And actually, this afternoon, I've just come straight out of a three-hour, we had a kind of company party, which is quite funny, which was all on Zoom. And, you know, we had all these different rooms, the bar, the toilets, the queue, each of which had its own vibe. And, you know, there was a lot of life drawing in one of the rooms and there was like a, a live singer in another one. There's a crazy guy, bouncer guy in the queue. The toilets had lots of, well, toilets was just a Zoom room with a load of graffiti and a couple of slightly <laughs> dodgy employees just hanging 
around, exchanging tips, party tips. Anyway, it's interesting how in virtual space, doing a, just reproducing the architectural features of good parties or good architectural spaces is very powerful for actually creating spaces of intimacy and connection. And so, you know, if you want to actually chill out with some colleagues, you think, oh God, the last thing on earth I want to do is go on a Zoom call. But actually, if it's on a Zoom call where someone's just played some romantic love songs and everyone's got crazy backgrounds and is having fun and, and people are, ha- have gone on a little journey where they had to be shrunk or whatever and, and go through some imaginative experience, you can actually reproduce some of those spaces of kind of connection that you might have in the real world. And, and I think applying that kind of philosophy to working from home and also, you know, by the way, also to your own memory is, I think, um, is uh, where the joy lies. And just to get this, just to get this straight. So, you know, if you're using Zoom as an example, it's about you all having the same background when you're in that room. That's an ex- excellent example. Like as yeah. soon as like a few people have the same background, suddenly it begins, begins a bit of a kind of like, it's a bit of a vibe, you know, like, um, and you know, if everyone's wearing silly hats and it's incremental, it's like, um, if you, I don't know if you know the film 12 Angry Men, but uh, well. Yeah, amazing film. One of my favorites. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so where there's this kind of incremental process of persuasion where lots of micro things result in 11 people you know, changing their mind kind of thing. And the same thing happens within our own minds. There's lots of subtle subconscious details gradually influence our credulity, which is why it's so important to, you know, at a party, for example, to become, be, be physically and emotionally engaged, to actually bother to put on a costume, to do these sorts of things, because they, they subtly move invisible aspects of our consciousness until we're like bought into the fiction and can experience it more richly and fully. Yeah, it makes sense. It's kind of like uh, when you decide when you decide in a real party that you can't be bothered for it, it changes your perception and and enjoyment of it. It's just all about the mindset you you go into, whether in a physical or virtual space. Right, absolutely. Like it's like I've seen parties. I I I've seen the rumor spread through a party. The tubes have been cancelled or down, and suddenly all of this sort of insipid second-rate party goers who are like, "Oh, I'm going to nip home at twelve twenty, uh, get the last tube home," suddenly realise they're there till four in the morning, and like, you know, it's just a concept, right? And suddenly yeah. their engagement level kicks in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. If you want to know more about how well you're feeding your brain, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain food to get your free score from one to 100 and start taking action from there. See you next week. Mm-hmm.